I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to today's edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. How are you today, Glenn? Oh, walking on water. It's it's great. It's just uh, just to see what God is doing across the nations, and just you know, and again, Kerry, one of the things that uh, in preparing for today's uh, teaching uh, is is that I get more out of this than the people listening and hearing uh, because just the preparation it just Oh, just so it, it causes me to go deeper, ask questions, and then allow the revelation of the Holy Spirit to work through me. So that's the prayer today, that the teacher today is the Holy Spirit uh, just moving in people's lives, that they're hearing something that aligns with their spirit that says that is truth. Because we want to get rid of the religious spirit and bring the kingdom of God here to earth, because that's why Jesus came, is bring his kingdom to earth through his sons and daughters. Uh, so we're just excited for this way of presenting the gospel around, around the world. You know, we were just having that conversation just before we began the podcast, because um, it's always nice to see uh, the kind of response that uh, the audiences are growing worldwide, to God be the glory. I mean, now in any given quarter, it's reaching uh, to over 2,400,000 2, 2, 2, folks around the world. And I think what it really says to me, Glenn, as I think about it, is that people really are hungry for the Word of God. And there was kind of this thing that we were speaking about uh, that back in the day of Jesus, and I want to I bring that up. If you're new to this, folks, this is not an opinion show. This is not just, oh, let's make up, let's interpret whatever. As, as we go through this, you'll, you'll understand and see scripture after scripture that literally, uh, as Glenn walks us through the teaching, everything that we're talking about is reading scripture. And, you know, that's why it's interesting to me, Glenn, as we talk about these concepts, that even in Jesus' day, when he came to... Um, explain what the new covenant was all about, you know, that was a really kind of a, if you think about it in a way, it was an unusual, if not bizarre, uh, affront to maybe traditional tradition, religion, and those kind of things. And a lot of what we're talking about today is getting people to really develop their own relationship with yes. the Lord through the Holy Spirit, uh, in Jesus name. So that, um, it, some of the things that we talk about really kind of could counter maybe some teachings that that tradition or religion offers, but can't really substantiate when you look at it biblically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was teaching this morning uh, to to a group, and you know, and and just uh, and, and you and I before we came on, we're just talking about uh, the word ecclesia. And, right. and shocking to me, uh, where I learned that word uh, was was uh, when I was reading the Bible in in the King James Version. Uh, they use they they use the word church. I said, well, let me let me look up the, what the word <laughs> really means, and did some word search and dug deeper and so forth. And I found out that King James, the King change the word uh, ecclesia to the word church. So now the church would come under the authority of the king of England. And I go, wow, because I was brought up with the ideas, if you're not reading the King James Version, you, you know, that, that translation, it, it's, and, and I go, now, who do I go tell this to? Uh, because with that religious mindset, uh, I can't go tell somebody what I just learned. And so thank God for this media that we have here, because we're not confined uh, to, to four walls and a steeple. Uh, we are the ecclesia. We're the, the, we're the body of Christ coming together, seeking uh, the Lord, his spirit, his truth uh, to, to radiate and live inside of us. So uh, this is exciting because there's going to be some challenging things that we speak because we're trying to get rid of the religion to bring into the kingdom, to get rid of the doctrine and traditions to bring in the word of God living inside of us. So uh, those people are new to us. Uh, uh, some of this may be challenging for you, but we're, like Carrie said, we're going right into the word of God uh, to, to do the teaching. You know, Glenn, just as we get ready to, to launch into launch out into the deep, as it were, 
you know, I was just thinking one of the one of the very popular messages that was recently out out. Uh, and folks, if you're new to this, you can access everything right there at therepleminute.com. So all the podcasts are there. Glenn's Daily, Monday through Friday, biblical, motivational, inspirational um, thing that you've been doing for, well, since continuously since 2006 called the Repl Minute. It's just a great uh, biblical way to start your day uh, with the message. But the, 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 the Kingdom Living podcast that I wanted to point out uh, that's kind of appropriate is it's called Face to Face with the Lord. And I was thinking about this in light of what we're going to talk about today, because that's really what we're all about encouraging you to do is get face to face with the Lord. You know, God has put the Bible in place so that it is available for you. You, you know, you, yeah. you have the ability to read and, and look and understand. And Glenn, there's something you said along the way that I really like where you talk about uh, there's only one translation of the Bible. And I think, I think that's a, I think that's a great, I think that's a great place to jump off on this today. Yeah, yeah. The, and you'll see this, that there's many uh, translations, but there's only one translator. So, right. and, and again, what Carrie's saying that I really just want to uh, just reiterate is, is um, yeah, we're here, Carrie and Glenn, uh, and there's pastors, but again, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you digging into the word of God and asking the questions and the Holy Spirit will reveal these answers to you. So that's the exciting part. And again, I'm a business guy that got a hold of Jesus. And through that, uh, I just began teaching uh, courses and curriculum. And, and again, we're not here seeking money or seeking any gain. We want to, to edify and uphold the name of Jesus. So today, today, uh, Carrie, if it's okay, you want me to go ahead and go? Yeah. Or you? Okay. Uh, today, we're going to be talking, we, we're asking these, these four questions. This is really kind of neat. What are you redeemed from what? What are you redeemed from? Uh, when is redemption? And, I, and I, I really like this. We're going to spend some time on when is the last day? Because you're going to see, we're going to read in some scriptures and it talks about the last day. Well, when is and when was uh, the last day? And again, this is kind of a continuation. We'll end with some of this today. What name is the world telling you not to use? What name is the world telling you? Don't use this name. And so as, so as we go into this, uh, I always like to put the fraud fire extinguisher on, on the concept here. And, and again, we're going to be putting the fraud fire extinguisher on the pit. And again, worrisome, worrisome in the spirit of fear and, and bring in redemption is now, not historical. It is now, we're in a now Type of gospel. It's continuous. Something may have happened in the past, but it's in the present now. Redemption is now. And again, and we read in, uh, uh, for God will never give you the spirit of fear. He didn't give that to you, but the Holy Spirit, he gives you, but the Holy Spirit who gives you the mighty power of love and self-control. So to go into the any of the teachings that we do, we, we really like uh, to go into uh, the, 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 the three greatest questions, the green line, red line living, is that God created us uh, to live forever. That was, that was the, and that's what this green line is representing here. And, and again, the first and greatest historical event was creation. God created the heaven and the earth, and he may carry you and I and everybody listening into his image and likeness. And we just need to grasp that because that's such a big idea. We're made just like God. And again, uh, it, it's we're one race. We're one human race, which is like God. His image and likeness is God. Adam was made like God. And, and planted into the garden where he was, the Garden of Eden, there's two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you eat of that, you will surely die. So we call that the tree of death and the tree of life. And we got the tree of I am or the tree of I am not tree. And, and again, so God created man in 
his image and likeness, yet Adam chose, and he said, if you eat from that tree, you'll surely die, and he chose to be disobedient, rebelled against God, the treason happened, and so we have the second greatest uh, event ever, which was the fall. And, and again, we're born into this kingdom of darkness, and we're going to call this the bottomless pit, because this pit has no bottom to it. <laughs> There's no foundation to it. All the lies are down there, uh, filling up. You're trying to. There's no bottom. They continue. The, the lies are there. And, and again, because of that, we with the fall became death, sickness, disease. And, and again, let me let me just kind of ask this question too. When when Adam was made in in his image, God made him to last forever, to live on that green light, to never die spiritually and physically, and you need to go back to some other teachings uh, that we've got in, in past podcasts, is that we, we were never to die. That was God's intended, to live forever. And so with the fall, with the rebellion came in, and the shame and guilt and condemnation came in, uh, and so what happens, the, three great, the third greatest event is our redemption. And so with that, redemption came in, we've been recreated, recreated back. We see some scriptures here that, that will deal with this uh, in heaven. And then we have, we have teachings that heaven is open now because we have this religious type of mindset that says we have to die to go to heaven. Well, heaven is open now for us. And, and, and that's the big teaching that Jesus came in. His first teaching was, was uh, the kingdom of God is here now. And standing here before you is the kingdom of God. And so with that, Jesus had to die, and we've been crucified with him. Uh, we died with him. We rose with him. We're sitting with him now in the heavenly. So we're bilocational. We've got teachings that we've talked about that also. So what happens here is the kingdom of, of darkness, and darkness represents mankind's ignorance. Now, that's so neat, ignorance of their redeemed identity and innocence. And again, what we're redeemed from is the sorrow, the worrisome, the worry, the fear, the heaviness, and the toil and labor of, of a performance-based law system, a religious system versus a grace system. We've come out of law into grace, and we're going to be looking at scriptures that help. So the kingdom of God is here now, living inside of man. So Jesus had to die, uh, conquered sin and death, rose again, and, and we died with him, rose with him, and we ascended with him into the heaven. And then he came back to bring us the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Uh, 50 days after uh, he, he rose again. And so with that, we have the Holy Spirit. And he did that so we could manifest the earth. So uh, we can enter into God's rest, the seventh day. We're going to talk more about that. We can enter into God's rest now. And what the seventh day really means to us is rest. So here's, here's the question that we've got is uh, the question is, is, is really, is, is when is the last day and the fullness and completeness of time? Because we kind of sometimes miss this, is, is uh, but when that, and this is coming from Galatians 4, 4 through 7 in the Passion Translation, but when the time of fulfillment had come, God did what? He sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, the performance, born under the law. Yet all of this was so that, so that what? He could redeem and set us, carry you and I and everybody, listen, free from those held hostage to the, to the religious system that they were under so that we would receive our freedom and a full legal adoption as his sons. Now, again, the word adoption here is really like a redemption. This is a redemption. It's not the, like the legal papers of adoption. This is full, meaning we are sons. And we'll see this in the next uh, verse here, so that we would know that we are his true, his true children, true children, and that this is the legal rights that we've got as children. So God released 
what? The spirit of sonship into our heart. So that's an important part. It's our heart uh, that, that we're talking about. It's the heart that also we can get worse and have fear in. But he overcame all of that because we have the, the sonship with the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry intimately, my father, my true father, and to know our true father. Now we're no longer living like slaves under the law, the performance-based system, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. No, God, through Jesus Christ, redeemed us by his grace, his love, his mercy, and took all of that on the cross for us. So we have been set free. We, there is no judgment. He took all judgment of sin and death on the cross. So enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, look at this, we can access everything. We have access to everything our father has, for we are heirs because of what God has done through Jesus Christ. And so we have at, we can access everything our Father has. When is that? Into the future? Or is this a now? And what we're talking about is a now gospel. Because we've talked about uh, who the God who is, who was, and, and is to be. Is, is that that, what we're seeing is that we have the cross uh, that, that dealt with what we have is the, the messianic promises, uh, the prophetic promises of, a, of the Messiah coming. And we're going to see that the Israelites didn't get it. He came, he stood there before them. We're going to be going into the scriptures there and that they could believe. And here we are on the other side of the cross, uh, who is, who was, and is to come. Well, he's already come and we're still looking for him to come back. He has come and he lives inside of us. So let's look at the, uh, the, the, the time uh, when is when is the last day? Let's look at this. When is the last day? And we'll see some scriptures around this. And, and we're taking two, two translations here, the Amplified and also the New King James Version here. And and then this is this is this is Jesus speaking now. He's speaking. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should not lose any uh, of all that he has given to me, but that I, and here I've just kind of done bullet points here to just separate, that 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 I should give my new life. Is that a new life? Is that just a spirit life? Or is that also the physical life? We're gonna see, we're gonna see uh, some scriptures dealing with this. Should give new life and raise them up at when? The last day. When is that last day? When is that last day? Should give new life and raise them all up at the last day. That's the Amplified. Let's look at the New King James. This is the will of the Father who sent me that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it, raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees, who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life. Now, is that just spiritual everlasting life or is that spirit and body and, and soul now? And I will raise them up when? At the last day. Okay, so when is that last day? Well, let's look at another translation here that can help us see this. And this is the mirror translation. And I really like the way he just makes this so simple to, to read here. And again, and what's so neat, this, this is a, uh, a Bible study Bible, the mirror translation. It's not been translated all, all, all the books of the Bible, but many of the New Testament has been translated. And he says, my sender's desire. Now, who's the sender's desire? It's the Father. Is Abba Father. My Abba Father's desire is for me. And who's me? This is Jesus speaking. Me, me, Jesus, to rescue every single individual. Isn't that cool? A Father's desire is for me, Jesus, to rescue every single individual. This is his gift to me that I will lose no detail. Now, this is important. I'll lose no detail of their original identity mirrored in who? in me, Jesus. Wow. My rescuing mission will conclude, here it comes, in their joint resurrection. This is the completeness of time. <laughs> so when is the last day? In our joint resurrection. This is the completeness of time. 
And this is the desire of my father that everyone who sees the son through his eyes finds the conclusion of their persuasion in him. So it's important that, again, we have physicalized, we have spiritualized, and the Holy Spirit is revealing as you're hearing these words and, and as we're reading these scriptures to you, that the Holy Spirit is revealing his truth to and coming into agreement with your spirit. So the with his eyes, to see with his eyes and find the conclusion of his persuasion in him will resonate and echo the life of the ages from the beginning. And now, it's a now, and I will raise him up in the final day. So what's the final day? <laughs> the completeness of time is the joint resurrection of us in Christ. When he defeated the enemy, he was crucified. We were crucified with him. We died with him and we rose with him and we ascended with him. We're in the heavenly. So the last, the completeness of time, the final day is when? In the resurrection. In the joint resurrection, that's the end of an era has arrived. The future is here now, is some of the footnotes that goes with that. Isn't that kind of cool? So let's let's look at this scripture here now, too. And this 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 is neat. Now, this again is the same as in John 6, and this is in the Passion Translation. And and carry this fits with some, some of the things you were saying in the beginning here that, that is so neat how uh how the 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 the, the, the religious people. Uh, their blood's going to start boiling here when Jesus says some things here. Now, look at this. And this is Jesus speaking now. I speak to you, what? Living truth. And he's saying to us that are listening, Glenn, uh, Carrie, those listening, unite your heart. Unite your heart to me. Unite to me and believe. Uh, and if you unite your heart and believe, guess what's going to? You're going to experience. You're going to experience the rest, the experience, the eternal life, the seventh day, we enter into that rest. You're going to experience life eternal, spiritual, physical. And here's what he says now. I am the true bread of life. <laughs> Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died. I put that in red because that's the death line. And, and, you know, and ate manna in the desert and died. But but, 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 standing, Jesus is speaking, the standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will what? Never die. Whoa, 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 that's a pretty big statement. When you eat this bread, you will never die. I alone am this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. Ever. The living bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that you may live. Now, again, understand, this is John 6. He has not gone to the cross. So he's telling you, telling us uh, what's going to happen here. He's telling life is in my body, and we're going to see life is also in his blood. And these words uh, of Jesus spark, now here it comes in this verse 15. These words of Jesus spark, spark an angry outburst amongst the Jews. They protested saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? Jesus replied to them, listen to, and here it is, where it had the listen to speak to the living truth. Now listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. So is he speaking in the flesh or he's speaking, you know, in, in, in the scene or is he speaking in the unseen spiritual world? He's speaking spiritual language here. You know, unite your heart to me and believe. So our hearts are yoked together. You know, and when we eat, when we eat of his word, the body, the body of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, the blood was shed uh, for the forgiveness of sin and, 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 and death. And so you will not, and you will not, but here, eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will, look at this, I will raise him up, when? 
on the last day. Okay. <laughs> so that last day is the resurrection day. We died. We died with him. We were crucified and we died with him. We rose with him. We ascended with him. We raised. So that happens. So this is a current event that happened 2,000 years ago when the revelation of the Holy Spirit reveals to you that this has already happened. The last day happened and it's happening now every day. For my body is real food for who? My spirit, Carrie, your, your spirit, and my blood is real drink that we shed for the forgiveness of sin. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives, look at this, lives in me and I live in him. We have the divine blood of Jesus Christ living inside of us. That, that kills every cancer cell that kills sickness and disease. It restores, it restores our body. We're going to be talking about some scriptures that, 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 that deal with this too. The father of life sent me. So this Jesus again speaking, he has not gone to the cross yet. He's not been crucified. He's not been resurrected yet. The father of life sent me and he is my life in the same way. The one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. I am not like the bread your ancestors ate and later died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever, ever. Whew, that is such a great scripture. And again, to, to, to understand and, and, this, and have the spirit of wisdom and revelation here, it's, gonna, it's the Holy Spirit that reveals what Jesus is really speaking here. Eternal life is eating of his body. His word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have the reincarnate. We have the reincarnate word of life living inside of us now. So let's continue on. And again, this is a scripture that we have uh, continually used in our teachings because this explains, again, uh, many of, of the things that uh, that I think just kind of ties it all together. This is Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4 in the Passion Translation. And, I, and, and again, I've just learned to speak this over my life on a daily, uh, moment by moment, uh, part of, of every day. And again, that's that seventh day. Every day is the seventh day as we enter into his rest. This helps me enter into his rest on a daily basis, is to speak our identity of who I am and who we are. And I'll read this really in, in the first person. Christ's resurrection is my, is my resurrection too. Carry it yours. And everybody listen, Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. This is why I yearn. I yearn for all that is above, from above. For that's where Christ sits and I sit with him. Because I send it with him. Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority that he's passed on to us as sons and daughters to manifest this earth. Yes, yes, I feast. I feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill my thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Well, that's just a mouthful right there. Yes, I feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill my thoughts with the heavenly realities, not the lies, not the lies of the pit, but with the heavenly realities and not with the structure of the, of the, of the natural. So my crucifixion with Christ, my your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now my true life is hidden away in God in Christ Jesus. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, carry who we really are, and those listening and watching, who we really are will also be revealed. For one, for we are one now with him in his glory. Let me just say that, speak that again over us. As Christ, Jesus Christ is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in his glory. Oh, this is a now gospel, the kingdom of God. Christ has come to reveal 
his revelation, his wisdom and knowledge, and in, in his resurrected power living inside of us now. Now, this is a scripture that we've used in some past teachings, but I'm going to be going to a specific area of this. Uh, and this is Psalms 103, which is such an important, powerful scripture that, that I learned this was given to me by the man uh, in, in uh, 1983 that, that discipled me and came alongside me during a difficult period of time. And, 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 this, is, and, and this is in the uh, New King James Version. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's my heart, my, my mind, will, and emotions. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And we just want to speak that blessing over us every day, every day. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all of his benefits. And we talk about in other teachings, the kingdom benefit package that we get. And he starts identifying these kingdom benefit benefits we get. Who forgives what? All of our iniquities, all of our sins. Who heals. So again, the salvation package is a forgiveness of sins and a healing of diseases. And somehow we've just taken the forgiveness of sins and forgotten the rest of the package, which heals all of our diseases also. So it's a, it's a complete package. And who redeems our life, your life, my life, from destruction. And that's the word I want to get into here as we look at some other translations. Who, who forgives all of our sins, iniquities, heals all our diseases, redeems our life from destruction, and crowns us crowns us as kings with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfy, now this is so important, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that, so that I can remember after saying this more than a thousand times, this revelation started coming in, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. When I received that, it's like 10 to 20 years just went off this body was shut off. The cellular regeneration, recreation was going on inside of this body, inside of the soul, because I was recognizing my identity of who I am in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus now. And so we're going to go back to verse four here and look at verse four in different translations. And it says, who redeemed your life from the pit, from the pit. And again, that, that was that pit, that, that bottomless pit that has no foundation to it. So all the lies are down there and all the lies are down there with no foundation and crowns you with love and compassion. In the New Living Transit, who redeems me, us from death, death, spiritual, physical, and crowns me with love and tender mercies. In the New King James Version, who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you. So, so we've been redeemed from the pit of death and destruction. And so let's, let's look at uh, some of the things he's redeemed us uh, from the pit and delivered us into the kingdom of God. So he's, he's redeemed us from the pit of injustice. What injustice are you experiencing right now? What betrayal are you experiencing right now? So he has redeemed us from the pit of injustice to and delivered us into the justice of not guilty through the blood, from the blood of Jesus Christ. He's redeemed us from the pit of the lies, the endless lies to the truth and the freedom that we experience in Christ Jesus now. He's redeemed us from the pit of the knowledge of man into the wisdom of the spirit of wisdom of God and the revelation of his knowledge of who we are in Christ Jesus. He's redeemed us from the pit of the seen, only, only operating with the seen world to the unseen world and the unseen world created and spoke into existence the seen world. He's redeemed us from the pit of the natural and delivered us into the kingdom of God of the supernatural. He's redeemed us from, and we're going to talk about this, from the pit of time uh, to we're outside of time, delivered us into the kingdom of God. We're outside of time in his glory, in, the, in, his, in his heavenly presence now, that seventh day of rest now. He's redeemed us from the pit of fear to his perfect love in the kingdom of God with the Father through Jesus Christ now. He's redeemed us from the pit of insecurity to our 
and delivered us into the safety of the kingdom of God and security that we get in Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit. He's redeemed us from the pit of hopelessness to hope that we have in Christ Jesus. He's redeemed our lives from the pit of death to life eternal, never ending, outside of time. The salvation, listen to this, salvation, spirit, soul, and body. He's redeemed us out of the pit of shame and guilt into the love and acceptance of our Abba Father. We're so concerned about what others think about us rather than what, what who we are and the mirror image that we have in Christ Jesus and our identity that we have in our Father through Jesus Christ. He's redeemed us from the pit of lack into the abundance of the kingdom of God, the riches that we have in, in the kingdom of God now. You see, he's redeemed us from the pit of unforgiveness into the forgiveness as we forgive others. As Christ has forgiven us, we can go forgive others. And, and we don't have to hold on to that, that pit of unforgiveness. He's redeemed us from the pit of sin consciousness into the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. In the kingdom of God, the righteousness consciousness that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus now. He's redeemed, redeemed us from the pit of, of being an orphan to the dearly loved sons and daughters of the Father now. He's redeemed us from the pit of slavery and bondage to the religious systems and doctrines into the freedom and liberty that we have in the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus now. He's redeemed us from, from sickness and disease into divine health, the blood of Jesus, the divine nature of God, spirit, soul, and body in our divine health that we have now. He's delivered us from the pit of my will to God's will, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this we really want to kind of lead into right now. He's redeemed us from the pit of the worrisome, that spirit of worrisome and depression and heaviness, anxiety, and the curse of the sweat and toil of the performance-based system of religion into the perfect shalom rest. We can enter into his rest now. We don't have to die to enter into his presence and his rest. The seventh day rest is for us every day. He's finished it. It's complete. Uh, is the last day has happened. And he said the last day when we're resurrected with him, that last day we're co-resurrected with has happened now. Ooh, ooh, that's a lot to digest. So let's, let's look at uh, this rest. And we read in Hebrews 4, 1 through 2. And I just did a teaching on this. It was just so neat. Just went through the whole uh, Hebrews 4 in, in, the, in the mirror translation, which just really with the footnotes and the, and, and the, and the, and the documents in there just really helps a whole lot in, in the teaching. So what we see is... Uh, in verse one in chapter four is what a foolish thing it would be if you should now fail in a similar fashion to enter into his rest. You fail to enter his rest. When we get to celebrate the full consequences of our redemption. Again, we sometimes look at consequences as negative consequences, but when we enter into his rest, we get the full consequences of our redemption now. Why waste another lap in the same wilderness of unbelief? So what, what kept the Israelites from entering into? Why did they die in the desert? We'll get to this because the answer will be right here in this, this part of the teaching. Why did they die in the desert? Why are so many people uh, that are caught up into religious activity really missing and dying and not really experiencing the eternal life that we have now, that the belief pattern we have to die to come into God's presence now when he came to bring the kingdom of God to us now. What, what, so verse two, what God has now spoken to us in Jesus confirms that we were equally included in the prophetic message that was proclaimed to our ancestors but here they are. Their unbelief disqualified them from possessing the promises 
the Abrahamic promises, the promises of God, and entering into the promised rest that God had. They could not make the vital connection with the promise while they remained enslaved to their dwarfed opinions of themselves. They're eating from that tree of death of the knowledge of good and evil, rather than the veil that was torn open so we can enter into the tree of life, into God's presence now. And because the word did not, the word did not mingle with faith, there was no catalyst to ignite its effect into the hearts. And so the promise did not profit them at all. So we read verse three, verse four, and verse five here. And so faith, faith, not willpower, <laughs> faith, not willpower, realizes our immediate access into God's rest, our faith and trust in our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. We are able to immediately access into God's rest. Hear the echo of God's cry through the ages. Oh, if they would, if, if only they would enter into my rest. Here we go. His rest celebrates perfection. His work is complete. The fall of mankind did not flaw his perfection. We, we can enter into that rest now, recognizing who we are. Scripture records the seventh day to be the prophetic celebration of God's Complete, perfect work, the last day. What God saw satisfies his scrutiny. In Psalms 95, the seventh-day metaphor is reiterated. Oh, that they would enter into my rest. See, because they saw themselves in the wilderness as, as grasshoppers. They saw themselves that way and, and also uh, the, the, the giants saw them that way. So their image was not as sons and daughters under the promise of God, but, but as grasshoppers. And that's why the spies, 10 of the spies came back and gave a bad report, and only Joshua and Caleb entered into the promise. It is clear then that there is still an opportunity to enter into that rest, which Israel failed to access because of their what? Unbelief. And it's our unbelief that holds back us from experiencing the rest and the completeness of the last day of the resurrected Christ that is living inside of us. So we died with him, uh, we, we defeated Satan, we, we went into hell with him, and we rose with him. We have the resurrected Christ uh, living, and we rose with him, and we ascended with him, sitting with him now in the heavenly in this earth body that we have that is made in his image and likeness, spirit, soul, and body. It is, it, and so it is clear, the opportunity to enter into his rest, which Israel failed to access because of unbelief, even though they were the first to hear the good news of God's intentions to restore it. Look at that. The intentions to restore mankind to the same Sabbath, seventh day, that Adam and Israel had lost. That's desire, God's desire through Jesus Christ is to restore us back into that Sabbath rest that Adam and Israel had lost, but has been restored and recreated through the blood of Jesus Christ. So here, here in 2 Timothy 1.10 in the Passion Trail, this truth is now, again, what we're speaking here, we're reading scripture, we're reading scripture. And this truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver. So that veil has been torn, and the revelation is being revealed to us now. Who has this revelation? Our life giver who has dismantled death, obliterating all its effect on our lives, and has manifested his immortal, his immortal life in us by the gospel. This is the gospel. There's the gospel of life, the tree of life, that we never have to die spiritually, physically. We've bought into death more than we have life. We believe in death more than life. And Jesus came to bring life into, that we experience, that we experience 
this eternal life now. Now, uh, this is John 7. And this is Jesus speaking again here. Uh, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost, inside the soul, his spirit's uh, our soul, his mind, will, and emotion, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So let's, let's look at this. And what we see here is the rivers of living water. And this is John 7. Uh, and he's speaking here, verses 37 through 39. Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, all of you thirsty ones, come to me. He's speaking this. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from the innermost being, just like the scripture has said. He's speaking this to him. And that intimate is that the, and this is before the Holy Spirit had come. And so, so he's prophetically talking about what's going to happen to when you, that the rivers of living water is flowing through us and, he's, and restored us. The resurrected Christ is living in us. Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers would, were being prepared to receive. Because it had not Pentecost had he had not been crucified, he's not rose from the dead, and he has not ascended to heaven. And and uh, when he when he was resurrected, he came back. He came back in his incarnate life and lived here on earth uh, uh, for, for forty days. And 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 then in the fiftieth days, when Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came. He, he had ascended to heaven, so the Holy Spirit could come and live inside a man. But the Holy Spirit has not yet been poured upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. The unveiling had not happened. The crucifixion, the defeating uh, of the enemy had not happened, and now his ascension. And delivering us the Holy Spirit. And so here's here's a, a great another and I just love John 14. It's just such a great uh chapter. Uh, I tell you, and again, here's one of these uh, I tell you this timeless truth. Jesus speaking, the person who follows me, how in faith, believing in me, will do this. Now listen, to, he's speaking to you and I, Carrie. He's speaking to everybody listening. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, and even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with the Father, because he's going to leave here. He's going to send into heaven to be with the Father. He's going to be crucified. He had not been crucified yet, and, and, he, and he has not ascended. So I'm going to go to be with the Father. So he's going to come back. He came back, lived on earth. Uh, for 40 days. He also uh, and then ascended into heaven and then came back with the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. For I will do whatever you ask me to do. So here we go. Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with the Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask how? In the name of Jesus, in my name. And that is how the Son will show that the Father is really like what the Father's really like, and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name, and I'll do it for you. That's powerful. So what we see here is the power that happens, and this is, uh, we, we, we talked about this in our last teaching, is, is in Acts 3 and, and uh, verse uh, 6 and 16, you know, and, and Peter and John uh, were going into the temple, and uh, they saw this lame man there, and he's, you know, wanting to wanting some money. And so Peter says to him, uh, Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. So what did Peter have? Because this is this is after Pentecost now. So he was now filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. And he looked at me and he, and he stood up and walked and he was healed. Now, here it is. This is verse 16. The healing, faith in Jesus's name has healed this man standing before you. It is the faith that comes through believing, through believing in Jesus's name that has made the crippled man walk right in front of your eyes. 
So it was the faith in, Je in, the, in Jesus' name, in Jesus Christ, walk, get up and walk. And that's what's being spoken to us. Do we believe? The, do we have the faith of believing in Jesus' name? So let's look at what happened here now. And this is in Acts 4. <laughs> and, and so this enters into what name is the world telling us not to use? And so, so now the teaching and preaching of Peter and John angered, angered, angered the priests, the captain of the temple police, and the representatives of the Jewish sect of the Sadducees. Sadducees. They were furious that the people were being taught what? That in Jesus' name, there is a resurrection. Wow. And what we've just been teaching and showing here is that we're co-resurrected with Christ. And that's when how we're completed in, in, in the last day. So they were furious that the people were being taught that in Jesus' name, there is res a resurrection from the dead. That there's a resurrection from the dead. So while Peter and John were still speaking, the Jewish religious authorities came to the temple courts to oppose them. And so what we see and, and read here now is that they, they made Peter and John stand in front of the council, so the government body, and they questioned them saying, tell us, tell us, by what power and authority have you done these things? And Peter now filled with the Holy Spirit's answer, respected elders and leaders of the people, listen, are we being put on trial today for, be, for doing an act of kindness by healing a frail, crippled man? Well, then you and everyone else in Israel should know that it is by the power of the name of Jesus that the crippled man stands here today completely healed. You crucified, <laughs> you crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. And, and so now here comes kind of the finale to, the, to what we're talking about. But to keep, so again, so to keep this propaganda from spread, spreading any further among the people, let's threaten them severely, Peter and John, and warn them to never speak to anyone in his name again, in Jesus' name again. So they began, so they were brought back in and before the council and they they commanded them to never teach, to never teach the people or speak again using the name of Jesus. See, this is powerful because then the, because Jesus is the Redeemer. He's the one that heals. He's the one that that his blood was shed for the forgiveness of sin, and so and 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 He lives in us. We live in Him. He lives in the Father. The divine nature, God, is in Christ Jesus, is living inside of us. And so we see the same thing. And so, so let's look at further down in Acts 28, what happened? How did this work out? So this is Paul now. Paul, he continued to proclaim to all the truths of God's kingdom realm, teaching them about the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, speaking triumphantly and without any restriction. That's in the, the, uh, the Passion Translation. What we see uh, in the Amplified is, is, is Paul was preaching to them the kingdom of God and teaching them about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and, qu and quite openly without being molested or hindered. And again, that's the, we can say God all day long, but when we use the name Jesus, it separates everything out, you know, in the name of Jesus. So we want to, we don't want to just pray in his name. We want to pray in the name of Jesus. So let's see what, what, what happened here uh, with Jesus here. And this, this is him. So, so this is in John 10, 32 through 34. And, and again, uh, Jesus answered them. So I put this in red because this is Jesus' words that he's speaking here. Many good works I have shown you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? <laughs> so he's there just like uh, John and Peter. They're being before, and so they're before the, the governmental authorities there. The Jews answered him saying, for a good work, we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, that's all they could see as a man, they couldn't see was spiritualized, make yourself God. So he's being crucified because he was God. And Jesus answered them. He answered them. Look at this. 
is it not written in the law? I said, you are gods. And we read in the book of Psalms that I said, you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. So we are little G gods. We're just like we're little, we're Christ, we're anointed. We're, we're just made in that image and likeness. So let's look at what happens here now in, in verse 18, uh, chapter 5. This was the fuel for the fire of Jewish zeal in their determination to execute Jesus. Not only did he break the Sabbath, but now he has gone beyond all extremes. He calls God his father. Who does he think he is? God's equal? And in the New King James, therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Don't we see that that's what's going on in the culture? You can say God, but don't use Jesus. And don't, don't say that you're just, you're made in his image and likeness. Don't use the name, the name of Jesus. So what what we want to do, and I want to conclude with this, this verse here, which is, which is Romans 8 in the Passion Translation, is that we have victory over everything. So in Romans 8, 37 through 39 in, in the Passion Translation, with all these circumstances that Peter and John and, and what Jesus went through, uh, what we read here, and this is for us now today, yet in the midst of all these things, we, you and I, Carrie, you and I, the people listening, triumph over them all, sickness and death and cancer and, and pain. Uh, for God has made us to do what? To be more than conquerors. And then this is the part that really gives me. His demonstrated, Jesus's demonstrated, God's demonstrated love is our glorious victory over what? Everything. God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. We know the love that God has in Christ Jesus revealed to us through the Holy Spirit living inside us. He reveals that divine love, that restoration, recreation love that lives in us. So now, so now I live with confidence that there's nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark, dark rulers in the heavens. There is what? Nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. We don't need to worry about people. God's love or what people thinks about, think about us. Mm -hmm. There is no power above us are beneath us, no part that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Amen and amen. And I know this is a lot, there's a lot to digest, but it's important that we know the last day is our co-resurrection with Jesus Christ. We're seated with him now in his glory. Wow, Glenn, such an important teaching. And, you know, uh, I was thinking, uh, particularly as, as you were uh, sharing on this, uh, you know, in the book that, uh, that you published called uh, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, you have a diagram uh, that talks about uh, what the uh, what the enemy was after, and, and it, it, there's a chart in here. It says um, blessings given up, and then uh, another another chart in here that is um, that then says exchange for curses. And the point that I wanted to to bring up as we talk about this is first of all, a lot of the teachings that we're talking about is based on this book. Uh, that you wrote called uh, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tax of the Enemy, and the message that God gave you to, to wake us up to that. But the point that I wanted to bring back to today was when you created that graphic or showed that graphic, redeemed from, delivered into, that is such a great reminder, and it kind of follows the pattern of, that, uh, of those exhibits that you have in the appendix at the back, of fraud, what God has to say about the tactics of the enemy. 
And so, Glenn, I think what I would like to do is have us offer that graphic redeemed and delivered um, it, because it's just a great reminder of why you want to stay connected on that green line living and, and really escape from, from the tragedy of that red line living. So we're going to make that graphic available. And as we do, Glenn, you know, what, what we've talked about all along, I think you brought it up at the beginning of the podcast is <clears throat> there's not a call to like donate or do anything like that. This is materials that, uh, Glenn, we're just trying to make sure get into the hands of folks so that they can appropriate this uh, biblical wisdom and then get a passion and study on their own. Because like we said from the beginning, this isn't an opinion show. It is literally reading the word of the God, word of God from the Bible. And so that redeemed from the pit uh, delivered to the kingdom of God graphic is so important for people to understand as they process that relationship with the Lord. And Glenn, it's a perfect, it's a perfect uh, jumping off place into how we always close the show, which is where we go back to uh, the believer's declaration of rights, which is another great thing to have. And so again, we always make that available. You just go to the repleminute.com and you'll see the link here on the screen where you can um, access this material. And what you'll find, <clears throat> we suggest is maybe print it out. Uh, it's a PDF, so you just download it, print it out. Put it someplace where you're going to see it many times a day. Maybe it's your workspace. Maybe it's in your uh, where you prepare your food. Maybe it's in your uh, living area. Maybe it's, you know, however you do it. But do it and keep this fresh and in front of you. All these materials are available at therepleminute.com. And Glenn, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for sharing this message now with the uh, literally hundreds of thousands that it impacts on a on a uh, on a weekly basis. And this believer's declaration of legal rights is so important. Yeah. Well, to God be the glory. We're just so amazed at how He's been able to take his word through mm -hmm. this, this form of media out to the nations. And so uh, as we read and speak out loud the, the Believer's Declaration of, uh, of Legal Rights, I am a special race. Now, we need to get that because someone kind of took me to task a little on that, because that, mm -hmm. that could be politically. We can understand we are the human race made in one image and likeness, uh, male and female, but we are a race. We are a race. As, a ch as children of God, as citizens in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we are a, we're a body of Christ operating together. Uh, and so that's so important. I belong to the family of God. I can enter to God's presence out boldly now. I have been recreated into God's image and likeness of his love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, recreated back with God the Father. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living where? In me now. I have the word, the word of Jesus, the word of God dwelling in me now. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges, here we go, to use the name of Jesus. I have legal authority as a believer over the, the spirits, the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the kingdom of darkness. We have that. We have power to, to, over, to, to, to over the to, to angels, release the angels. I, I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. Wow. That's what we have now, now in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, this message, Glenn, is so powerful. Redeemed from what is the title of this message, but it really fits so nicely with so many of the um, messages that we've been talking about here recently, like power, purpose, seeking our identity. All of these are great messages to help you really access uh, everything that Kingdom Living is all about. And Glenn, we talk about in the Kingdom Living podcast 
uh, you use this um, kind of as a as a uh, I guess a pattern in what you do in the financial world through GA Repel and Company, where you have this idea uh, called uh, that you're there to and call to help people reach your purpose. And yet we've also kind of grabbed the hold of that and said that's important for us in terms of kingdom living to reach your purpose. And that's why the Kingdom Living Podcast, the REPL Minute, the entire fraud series, everything is available for you at therepelminute.com. So as this messaging has meaning for you, by all means, uh, we encourage you to like, share, um, positive comment, whatever you would like to do. But the important thing is appropriate this so that you can move to the next level that Jesus has for us. Glenn, I think it's uh, it's so important. And, and, and then I want to ask you as you close out, obviously pray for the uh, hundreds of thousands who will hear this uh, who will hear this message over the coming coming uh, weeks. Yeah, and I would encourage you to look up these scriptures. Uh, yes, look at different translations and 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 listen to this teaching over and over and mm -hmm. over. and and again, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you uh, these these truths because he is he's the spirit of truth and uh, it's so important to us. So let's go before Father, we come to you in the mighty name and in the name of Jesus. Father, we just are just so thankful for your word, your redeeming, your redeeming word, your Savior, your Messiah that came to redeem all mankind. And you look at us as spotless, as clean, as righteous. And Father, we're just so thankful that we are your sons and daughters. We are your children. You brought healing. You brought healing to all mankind now, and that's healing a sickness and disease and, and joints. And you've even recreated new body parts inside of our, us. And we, we just thank you because you've built us that way. We're fearfully and wonderfully made in your image, Father. We, and you knew us before the foundation of the earth because we were formed in your, but we were formed in our mother's wombs. And again, we have, we have you, uh, Lord, and we're just so thankful. We're just so thankful. We have all of your inheritance to be able to call upon you. And Father, we just pray blessing over the people listening, uh, that their hearts, their hearts will be open to hear your word. We just thank you, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Glenn, and thank you, viewer, for uh, joining us for the Kingdom Living series. Again, you'll find everything just within your fingertips reach there at therepelminute.com. And again, want to encourage you to like and share this message with the people that you know and love and share the good news of the gospel with them. And let's uh, let's really work that relationship with the Lord. So thank you, Glenn. And uh, on behalf of Kingdom Living Podcast, we will see you on the next edition. God bless you.